Hi everyone, you're listening to Like Her, the podcast that celebrates women doing fantastic things in the realms of beauty, fitness, wellness and everything else in between. Like Her is a space for women to share their ideas, have honest conversations and most importantly have a good laugh. I'm Rosanna and each episode I'll be speaking to an inspiring woman that will hopefully make you think I like her. So on that note, get yourself comfy, get yourself a nice drink and enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, Uh, welcome to, I think this is the sixth episode of Like Her and today is a very sunny day and I'm sat here with Elsa Burns yoga teacher and we're going to be talking about yoga today um so if you've never done it before don't worry this is kind of for you and also for people that do practice yoga it might be quite entertaining or interesting for you to listen to so welcome to the podcast thanks for letting me do this yeah do you want to just um briefly like introduce yourself what you do kind of thing. Yeah, so my name is Ilsa and I live in Bristol and I'm a restorative and vinyasa flow yoga teacher and I teach public classes across the week and I also have my own YouTube channel as well which I've been making some videos for which is really fun and yeah I've been practicing yoga for almost 10 or over 10 years now and then teaching for almost two years. So, oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. So, uh, if you follow either of us on Instagram, we did do a few questions because we were really interested in people's perceptions of yoga and we kind of want to break those assumptions down. Mm-hmm. Um, little side note, I did Elsa's 20 minute, is it 20 minute morning meditation yeah. little one? I wanted to do the longer one, but I um, I was really hungry and I just <laughs> thought I would do the short one. <laughs> and it was so nice. Like, oh. I really like doing yoga videos and I hadn't done one for a while and it's just you don't need you just need like a mat really well for that one particularly just yeah I designed them as sort of like a morning class that you could do maybe before work so it's like a 15 minute flow and then a five minute meditation at the end so it's like for starting your day rather than including a shavasana at the end yeah and, um, and then I've got a few hour-long ones. But I like to do that for my own practice in the morning. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it's nice. really good. It's amazing how... I was feeling really good this morning anyway. I yeah. Because it was, like, nice weather and had a good sleep. And so I was feeling, like, pretty energetic. And I had, like, obviously knew that I was going to be doing this today. And I was like, I wanted to do this because I couldn't make the class yesterday. And I wanted to just, like, experience yeah. how you do yoga. And so I did it and I just felt so good afterwards in terms of like more centered yeah yeah and just a bit kind of like still energized but a bit more I don't want to say controlled because we're going to be talking about that Mm -hmm. word later but just a bit more with it and centered I think yeah yeah I find that you sometimes know like I'll find maybe I've not done any meditation for a few days or not done any of my own practice and you find that you don't realize how you're going to feel until afterwards and then you sort of feel more I think more of like a sense of ease yeah I feel and just a bit more thoughtful yeah yeah like you just feel a bit more present in your Mm. body and we're also going to talk about how annoying it is when people (laughs) talk about yoga because it is a bit like it sounds a bit weird but there's it is you just feel a lot more mindful and a bit more kind of like your thoughts aren't um 
coming in at all directions mm-hmm, it's a bit mm-hmm. more like oh I can deal with each thought as it comes and what I'm going to do next and yeah. you're not kind of for me I'm quite a clumsy person and I think that's because I can I'm not very mindful sometimes yeah. and so for me it's like oh I'm not bumping into things or like tripping over yeah. it's like oh nice. I definitely can sympathize with that as well as a very clumsy person yeah <laughs> but I feel as well like it's sort of when it comes to how you feel it's it's hard to say you've got a bit of distance because that yeah, implies that you're not feeling anything but yeah. you still feel emotions but you have a little bit but distance you're not in it are it. you yeah. it's not that like yeah you're not feeling like you're trapped in your yeah. feelings it's not as intense yeah so what we thought would be good just to start off our little chat because we've got mm. a few things we want to talk about is we're going to read out the um the, the answers that people sent us so we both asked people what their it was what their perceptions yeah. assumptions of yoga and of people that do yoga yeah. as well so it was really interesting because the first one that got sent to me is what when I met Elsa last week is the one that I feel like people always say like as a yeah. massage therapist I recommend yoga so much and all other exercise as well but yoga in particular for a particular type of person mm-hmm. which we'll talk about as well um and I said that the first thing people say is, I'm not flexible, I can't do it. And interestingly enough, the first response (laughs) was, to be fair to this person, she said, it's not my opinion, but everyone is always like, I can't do it, I'm not flexible. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is maybe for people that are slightly older and they're a bit more stiff and not as flexible, they feel like they can't do yoga. Yeah. And that is just not what yoga's about. Yeah, I always sort of like, I am not a naturally very flexible person at all. Mm. And when I first did yoga, I think I was 19. and That's I was, how old I was too. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So and we're like the same age as well. So I did, yeah. was 19 and it was in Edinburgh and I went to an Ashtanga yoga class. And if you've ever done Ashtanga yoga before, it is really strong, like really powerful. I only know, I remember first reading about ashtanga yoga in like heat magazine and yeah. it was because madonna was like going fucking crazy yeah. for it and all the retreats were coming out and yeah so i knew it was like pretty like intense yeah this is yeah this I've is when she was going through like yogi hippie phase yeah yeah kabbalah. yeah yeah kabbalah i was like what's the name of the little red the little red string and um yeah i did that at like Edinburgh, i don't think it exists anymore edinburgh ashtanga yoga center or something mm. and i had no idea what ashtanga yoga was as a concept or like i just knew the word yoga i was like yeah I'll go along and i knew that i'd really like it because i knew that i wanted a form of like for me it was very much an exercise to start off yeah with. mine was a when i first went it was a hundred percent like yeah. i want to be like lean yeah yeah and i was so like, i wanted something that was like <laughs> So 19, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the reality. Um, I just wanted something that would like work my whole body. I knew out and I knew it would be safe. And I knew like my perception of it was that I knew I'd feel great afterwards. Yeah. And I remember like being in downward facing dog for maybe two breaths or even probably one breath and dying. Yeah. Like, feeling so, so knackered. It was yeah. so tiring. And for me as soon as I did that I was like okay it's definitely not about being flexible it's also about being strong and I always say it's about having the balance because if you have a little bit of flexibility um in your body but also have the strength then there's more integrity in your body yeah so 
it means that maybe you're hyper flexible. So if you can have more strength, it means that you won't affect your ligaments, you won't yeah. affect your posture. Um, and so in terms of what I try to say is it's not just about flexibility, it's also about strength as well. Oh, 100%. And then the more I've done it, the more in my my shallow side is I love being really strong. Like yeah. as someone who's quite small, who is all, not very good at sports as a kid, then it's like... It's like my, your way yeah, of being strong. Yeah. yeah. And I like, I really like that aspect of it. Yeah. What's really interesting is... I'm like the opposite so when I first I was 19 as well when I first did yoga and at the time I I had never I had never done it before I think maybe once at school we had a random teacher that had done loads of yoga and she got us in because I went to a girls school and I remember just being like fuck this I'm never doing it again my hamstrings were so tight for like so many days (laughs) afterwards I was like this is too hard um but I went because I was working in salon I think 19 what was I doing no I wasn't it was even before I had trained I think I was working in a cafe Mm -hmm. and I had really bad carpal tunnel and I was just really tense in my body and um somebody said like you should start doing yoga and I knew I kind of felt like I knew that it was gonna do me some good Mm -hmm. so I remember going along and like I said to you just now I didn't say hello to the teacher or anything I went along and afterwards she came straight up to me and she said how long have you been doing ballet for you're holding yourself like this she basically did a whole body scan of me personality scan she like (laughs) completely read what I was like and that's when I realized it wasn't about being flexible and then when I moved to Bristol I started doing Bikram yoga which is very controversial but at the time I really liked it and it I it got me into a good practice with yoga so I have to be like grateful and I remember going to Bikram and like the first three classes being like oh my god I can do everything this is amazing and then when I got really into it I went up to the teacher and I said um something's not working I feel like I'm not as good as I was when I started and Ah. she was like what are you talking about she was like there's not really such a thing like such thing as being good at yoga and I was like oh right okay yeah and I said well I can't stretch as far as I could before or and she was like well and again because I think yoga teachers are pretty good at like reading bodies she was like well you're hypermobile you're somebody Mm -hmm. that's naturally flexible she was like you're not going to get much more flexible Mm -hmm. you're going to get stronger so you're not going to be getting your leg higher you're going to be doing it lower but holding it for longer and that always stayed with me and so and I also think that's maybe like important for people to realize when they go Mm -hmm. to a yoga class that you, your body will change in the way that it needs it to. Yeah. So if you're naturally flexible, you'll probably get a bit stronger and hold those positions. Yeah. If you're naturally strong and a bit stiff, you'll get more flexible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For me, it was definitely about the benefits I felt were both strength and flexibility because I had zero yeah. strength <laughs> and zero flexibility. Yeah. And it's also understanding that like, sometimes flexibility isn't the ultimate point that you yeah, want to get to. I think... It's because it looks impressive, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of the gymnastic vibe that yeah. you see. And so, for example, um, I did that Ashtanga yoga off and on, like not very consistently while at university. And then I lived in Edinburgh a little bit after uni. And that was when the Bikram yoga explosion was. Yeah. Probably the same time as you were yeah. doing it. But there was loads of like studios that popped up that were not Bikram. They were hot, hot yoga places. Yeah, yeah, so they didn't want to pay for the Bikram name, which yeah. is fair enough. On yeah, because they don't want to be associated with, yeah. the, with the guy either. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, 
So we, so I would go and I swear it was like someone's living room that we'd go and they'd just like put loads of loads space, of on. space heaters. Yeah. And it was always really, really dark. And I found I wouldn't really, I wasn't very really good at like speaking to the teacher afterwards. I was just being my shy self. And um, I would just, I would just go in and like one thing I found was like my knees would hyperextend. Yeah. And what I realized now is that because of the heat, I had like pushed my knees further, than further the, yeah. and stretch it, stretch the ligament. So now, whenever I do forward folds, I always try and micro bend the knees yeah. so that I won't overextend them. Yeah. So it's like, and if you have like hypermobile elbows, it's always really good to just bend them. So it's like you can see that sometimes that can be being hypermobile isn't actually the best thing no, for your it's body. The worst. Yeah, like I obviously work in the spa and there's a couple of um, girls who we have the same kind of ailments and it's yeah. because we're hypermobile and you just feel it in your joints yeah. basically because your ligaments are being like overstretched. Yeah. So I don't see any benefits to the yeah. flexibility yeah. at all. If anything, I want to shrink myself in yeah. so that I can like hold those poses. Um, I, yeah, I wonder why like it is something that is commonly said that people are like, "Oh, I'm not very flexible." I think and it's it, the yes. Im- I think it's the images of yoga. Yeah. Like with yoga studios, they never show a picture or a silhouette of somebody just doing savasana. <laughs> <laughs> or like the if you don't know pose. what yoga that is that's basically lying on your back yeah like it's always like a leg up by your ankle or like a cr- like going yeah. back into a bridge or there's n- it's always it's almost like to show like this is what you could become it's almost like showing Which the credentials of the teacher yeah that by then it's maybe alien alienating yeah. some people as well because yeah. i think when you go in i think People that haven't done yoga, I mean, I'm making an assumption, but this is based on what my assumptions were before I started. You think you're going to go in and everyone's going to be like doing gymnastics and it's really not like that at all. It's like such a mix of people and there's what I always remember because I am somebody that likes to be good at stuff, even though you can't do it in yoga. I always look around and there's certain things that I can do really well with like, what is it? Speech marks. Yeah. I can do it really well and then other people can't do it. And there's other things I just cannot do. My body won't do it and other people can and I think that's what you have to remember yeah, like you're not going to be able to do it all and what's so good about it is that it really gets you to know your body yeah so some like that can work both ways so I know that when it comes to anything with hip like external rotation of the hips like my hips are so tight that it's just almost like I probably will only ever be able to get to a certain point yeah and then bone will start to touch each other and you won't actually yeah. go beyond like the muscles yeah, yeah, yeah. but then sometimes you can like get to know like certain things about your body but then what's so good about yoga is that you then surprise yourself because you tell stories to yourself about yeah. oh I have really tight hips oh my shoulders are really tight and like you so you get to know your body you know you're like you understand things but then sometimes quite often actually you will surprise yourself and you're like, oh my God, I can do that. Yeah. But it just takes... It's what you're telling yourself yeah. as well. So it's a balance of like understanding your body, but then also the stories that you tell yourself. Yeah, definitely. Which is quite interesting. But it's sort of going back to like this, the yoga studio having all those like amazing pictures or, you know, on your Instagram and, I want to be able to show that I'm a yoga teacher, but sometimes, yeah, you don't want to feel too self-involved. Yeah. But then I think as a teacher, 
there is like a perception that you have to be have have everything like together which was one of the yeah. comments that should we I, had should I read it yeah out? So, that was such a good comment and I kind of know this person I think she might be I don't want to like offend her by saying that I think she's a yoga teacher I'm pretty sure she is a yoga teacher but I know that she does a lot of other things and so that's mm. not the first thing that I see her as anyway mm. um she wrote People perceive that when you're a yogi, you have everything together, physically and mentally. Um, and there's always the assumption that you have to be a badass yoga in order to yogi in order yeah. to teach it. Yeah, and I felt like when I did my yoga teacher training, there were certain things that I couldn't do, and I felt like I needed to be able to do them before I did my teacher training. Yeah, and they were so my training was so good that they they were like the thing is like you don't need to do those certain things to be a teacher and it might limit what you teach in class but that's it's not actually about the physical things that you're doing it's yeah. about knowing people's bodies being able to do those body scans to read like oh these don't are do so- that or yeah. do that yeah or like knowing safe alignment so that someone can practice yoga for years and um i definitely it feels really good to hear that perception because I've definitely felt, felt that. that yeah. I mean, like, I need to have things or I need to be a vegan, teetotal, like, yeah. eco-warrior. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I will always try to, like, live, like, the most sustainable lifestyle that I am, but I'm probably never going to be teetotal. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably won't be vegan. I'll be vegetarian. That's the furthest I'll yeah. probably go. But sometimes there's, like, an inner battle of, like, what you feel like you should be. Yeah. And, um... And like, do what... you feel like have you met many other yoga teachers that are like you in terms of like do you feel like maybe people keep certain things from themselves like in the yoga teaching world like do people maybe not admit that they go out and get hammered on the yeah. weekend or maybe they don't maybe they feel like that they can't yeah I don't know. I'm interested I'm, yeah. to know because I I wish I could say more because I feel like this is something I've thought myself, but I've not been able to speak to other yoga teachers about yeah. it yet. But I know, like, I know other teachers who love to, like, go out and get pissed or whatever. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, but, like, I've not had, like, a candid conversation yeah. about it. And it would Which be, is almost part yeah. of, like, all these perceptions that yeah. people are just like, just get real, honestly. Yeah, you're like, we're real people. And, um, and... It's interesting, like, if you go to a class or whatever, it can feel quite nerve-wracking. Yeah. As it, so I always just hide in a corner. Well, as a teacher, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That's so funny because I've never been to a class where a teacher hasn't commanded the room. Does that make sense? Like, oh, well, as a student. Yeah. yeah. So, like, maybe that's... Maybe how how you feel just is just like in your head because that yeah. never comes across I've never been to a class where I've been like oh they don't know what they're doing yeah or, like they always stride in yeah I always, I like, always stride in and you're kind of like oh my god okay they're here now yeah, yeah. also just going back to the like not being able to do everything as yeah. a teacher that kind of thing what I think that kind of reinforces as well and the whole learning about your body and learning that certain things you just can't do mm, mm. ties in with just like a bit of self-acceptance yeah I think. yeah like I don't know understanding that you're never I don't know like me for example I'm like five ten and a half I'm never gonna be like a cutesy petite person yeah that's like yeah. quite a low level example but like that's just not a reality and yeah. I remember when I did the podcast with Hannah I asked if 
there were like any people that she looked up to and she was like I'm quite an objective realistic person she's like I know that I physically cannot be anybody else yeah. than myself so I don't look to be like anyone else yeah. but myself and I, I think with yoga that kind of ties in a lot like you just have to get sometimes you're not flexible or I have to get that I'm not as strong as I'd like to be mm-hmm. um, because my body's just not built that way and I can do my best but mm-hmm. ultimately there's like a threshold and I can't go past that Mm. and I think that's part of it as well I agree I remember Hannah saying that yeah and it was really good that she said that because it's just true isn't it it's just like like, yeah yeah, you can't physically be anyone yeah I really admired when she said that and I think like when I did my teacher training two years ago like that actually helped the training helped me go through that sort of self-acceptance because it goes down to the level of like you have your friend who's the social butterfly that knows everyone and like you're walking down the street and then you can say hi and you're like, yeah oh I wish I was like that and then it's about accepting no like that's not the person I am maybe it is or maybe it isn't yeah. and then when it comes to being a teacher I remember actually my anatomy teacher telling me that um she had tried to be like one of her other fellow yoga teachers yeah. she's based in America and she tried for like for a whole year to be more of the like hippie-ish sort of like soulful like yeah. sort of ethereal quality of a teacher whereas she is from like a military background yeah and from a fitness background and she tried to mold herself and she just Into ended that. up unhappy her, yeah yeah and then it, as soon as she went back to her her true self that was when she felt most at ease i have been to a class i'm gonna put it out there it was bikram and there was a teacher who <laughs> I just, I'm like quite instinctive and I, she was, just wasn't genuine. Yeah. And I think, I, and I never went back to her class. Yeah. And I just think like, as a yoga teacher, you're not going to win everybody over because yeah. there's going to be a style that people like or they don't. And yeah. so for that, for that woman, she probably got the people that were more into the fitness side or like her direct approach or whatever. Not yeah. everybody wants a hippie yoga teacher. Yeah. So it's also that kind of thing as well. Like you yeah. are, like if you just stick to being genuine you're gonna attract people that like are into that yeah whereas if you try and be someone else like you're probably not gonna get as as popular because people sense that and yeah. it's not especially with yoga or ex- any kind of class you want somebody that's confident in what they're doing yeah. because you don't know what you're doing yeah. and you need them to lead you kind of thing yeah it's like just be it could be related to any part of anyone's life not just teaching yoga just like yeah being, just like, genuine just, just be, be yourself genuine. yeah and accept yeah, except that, like, being a teacher isn't about being able to do certain level of poses. Yeah. But also, it's also about your personality as well. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So, this is, like, one of my favourite answers. It's, like, from one of my best friends. And this is obviously, like, relating to people that do yoga. Yeah. And in her words, she just put weirdos like me. She does <laughs> yoga as well. And I do, I don't know, do people think that people that do yoga are weird? I think maybe back in the day it was seemed mm, quite new age. Yeah. Now it's quite common. Yeah. And more, it's definitely still predominantly female. Yeah. But more men are getting That's into it. That's why I try to get people to answer on yeah. my Instagram. And a few, um, a few people did um it was kind of 50 50 it changed a lot but like some of one of my friends answered and he was like I almost feel like I need to be forced to do it because I do really want to go and I even when when he lived with us I um I was like come to yoga with me and he was up for it we never got around to it but I feel like 
some guys maybe think that it is a girly thing. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like a lot of the guys I see are taken taken to their class by their girlfriend, which I think is so great. Like, oh yeah, yeah. like that's how Alex started yeah. doing yoga, and that, and then he went on his own after yeah. that. But yeah, and there's yeah. probably a bit of like they probably feel a bit ashamed that they didn't come up with it themselves or whatever. Very, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like their boy, their girlfriend's dragging them along. Yeah, but I just think so like good. any way is a good way. It doesn't yeah. matter who brings you along. I think it's great. Yeah, like or like I remember the first class I went to, I went with my old housemate at uni and we went together because it can be quite daunting going into the class and there's usually a lot for people that haven't been to maybe to like any exercise class but with yoga there tend to be a lot of people in the room yeah i find yeah yeah it's like 20 and then at the start it's always like everyone's always like everyone's doing their stretches (laughs) or like you've got like somebody that's like meditating or like and they're doing like real like intense breathing (laughs) yeah and like this is the thing as well like they don't give a shit it's actually you that cares more yeah but it's a bit daunting when people are really like in the zone yeah kind of just there like hugging your knees like oh can we just stop i remember i'd always just be really nervous like seeing people doing proper like yogic stretches with yeah the, with the breath yeah with yeah. the breath i'm like oh i don't know what to do so i think i would just lie i think i still do that i just lie down i'm like <laughs> close my eyes get into because i've done a, quite a lot of exercise and i've gone to classes i've got like my go-to things that i do that make me feel like yeah. safe and confident and like i know what i'm doing yeah. but really it doesn't matter you can just lie down and wait it doesn't yeah. matter at all yeah just um, take your time what was the other question so another really good Ooh, yeah. one was somebody put able-bodied I have knee problems and don't feel Mm. accounted for yeah I think this comes down to how good a teacher yeah giving loads of different options and also encouraging a student to know their own body as well and to know like first to give good alignment cues because knees are so sensitive yeah especially if like loads of people are running uh, or just whatever issues but there's a lot of things that you can do in yoga to help protect the knees yeah and um because they're such a sensitive joint and And it's usually not the knees that are the issue it's usually like the feet or the hips isn't it well I i find that with massage yeah like a lot of i personally like see your joint system as like dot to dots if that makes sense yeah. so you have your ankles joining to the knees joining yep. to the hips joining to your shoulders joining yeah. to your jaw and it's almost like you have to visualize those those two dots either side uh-huh. so for each leg going all the way down mm. and when you massage people you can see how their feet just completely put everything mm-hmm. else out of alignment yeah so yeah sometimes it's not it's not the it might be your knees, but like it, it's, it's not other the things. Knees. Yeah. yeah, I always teach active feet. So when I say active feet, it's literally like pressing out through the ball of the foot, yeah. lifting the arch, and that helps to activate all the muscles up the neck, up the, the neck, <laughs> the leg, and um, not the neck. Yeah, activates all the muscles up the leg, and so you can engage the muscles and help to protect the joints, yeah. and that. And also, like, lifting up through the arches of the feet. It's so important, yeah. yeah. And, like, and so really that... spreading your toes and things like yes, that. Yes, right, yeah. So, and also, that'll help with anything to do, like, to help you prevent overstretching your hamstrings, yeah. that kind of thing. And so there is loads of stuff that you can do. I think for... it's definitely good. find a good... I'm just yeah. gonna, again, I literally don't give a shit. 
if you have somebody if you if you're somebody that has like knee problems or hip problems or any kind of like i don't know misalignment or anything don't go to a bikram oh yeah um i've done bikram and it's like really hot yoga if you've got anything like that basically in bikram they tell you to push yourself as hard as possible and there's it's not very often that you get a teacher telling you to hold back so it's great if you know your body but i wouldn't recommend that yeah as a as like a first time thing for yoga maybe just go to somebody that does beginners yoga or somebody that a friend has told you is a really good teacher. Yeah. I think when it comes to injuries and things like that, you need to go to a good teacher. Yeah. Not terms. just like a gym yoga class, yeah. like go to a centre. Because you anyway. need like, the, the if you have the right alignment and the right knowledge, you, won't you, get the, you can yeah. like, you can teach in a way or you can practice yoga in a way where you have a lot of endurance. Yeah. And you can work with your own body and whatever... I don't want to say limitations because that's maybe a bit of a negative word, yeah. but like the old, your own like your own body boundaries. Itself. Boundaries. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. Um, I had a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it was on. Got one. through those quite quickly. Actually. Yeah. There were so many. I had so yeah. I had. We'd love to be a yogi, but I find it's. I find starting intimidating. It's hard, and I I like this one because the idea is like we'd love to be a yogi like as yeah. a noun as well yeah like there's a all encompassing encompassing thing yeah and that it is quite intimidating that it's hard and i would probably just say that there's different types of yoga that you can go to but also i think that is like a that is like a, a big issue in the yoga well, being wo- intimidated yeah i yeah. think like opening it out to other exercise i think whatever exercise class you go to for the first time is intimidating yeah yeah and honestly i think you just have to get over it and you just have to go just turn up yeah if you can just make it your aim to turn up and sit on the mat whether it's yoga legs bums and tums pilates a weight class if you can just turn up you can do the class yeah and i actually find classes are a lot are a lot easier than just going to the gym and get because you're yes. being told what to do uh, yeah but i don't think there's any solu- solution to like you can't just tell somebody not to feel intimidated yeah. you have to go up feel the intimidation realize it's not intimidating do the class yeah. and like once you do that first one it's yeah. so much easier and it's like also the idea of yeah like thinking that you have to be a certain way to do yoga yeah. and like that's such a big thing actually that's being discussed in the industry is about inclusivity and diversity and it's like teaching in a class that will help anybody like yeah. as a body be able to do a class but still like so sometimes vinyasa yoga which i teach is a very dynamic practice so it's very strong and powerful but there's certain things that you can do that will make it more accessible for all body shapes yeah. and sizes and but i think it's also like that there is like a perception that being a yogi like is Almost like you have your Instagram profile and it's yeah, like you're like plant-based yogi or yeah. like, you know, I'm really into gaming Crystals, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one, like one of your things that you add and it's like anyone can really like practice yoga and really like to go to the true essence of like what I believe yoga to be and 
if you do a lot of like reading on the philosophy of it, it's not so much the physical practice, but it's about a tool for managing your mind. Yeah. And when you look at it that way, anybody can do yeah, that. Anyone yeah. Anyone that's got a mind can do yoga. Yeah. yeah. And f- possibly feel the benefits of it. Yeah. Um. So when you look at uh, at it that way, in its true essence, it's about your relationship with your mind. Yeah. And yeah and managing what's going on there almost like you would go and eat a nice nutritious meal or you might go to the gym or whatever to look after your body yoga can be a tool for looking after your body but also mainly like looking after your mind yeah so i think this is a nice segue into what we were talking about again like i feel like yoga and massage if you teach yoga or you're a massage therapist you probably have really similar ideas and perceptions about people because you deal with so many bodies Mm. I worked out that I've probably seen like over a thousand bodies in my experience like touched over I think it was almost two thousand I was like working on averages and how many clients a day and stuff and um yeah I from my experience I have learned that people are either physical people or in their head yeah yeah and you have physical people that relax or meditate through doing things Mm -hmm. I am one of those people I find meditation like when I did your morning meditation Mm. thing the exercise part absolutely fine and the breathing part absolutely fine when it came to sitting still and breathing and meditating at the same time I was like oh my god this is so and it was only like five minutes I think Mm -hmm. so hard and then you have people that are like more cerebral and in their heads and less mm-hmm. physical. And I think those are the people that tend to suffer from anxiety because mm-hmm. they don't have like an outlet and yeah. they're not physical. So I, I remember reading like a Vice article about how um, people doing housework, it like makes them feel less anxious. And I'm yeah. so that person, like I just have to cook or clean or something and my I feel less anxious. I'm so that person. Yeah. So I am... Um... I definitely am more of a physical person. So say if I'm watching something like a film or on the TV, I need to be like doing something with my hands to really concentrate. Yeah. It's really, really strange. So I I love like doing like any like embroidery or knitting. I love to do that. And when I do that, I get really into the television program or the film. But you have to be doing something. Yeah. It's almost like I need to like I have to doodle when I'm at uni. Ah. And I think this is, I was thinking about this because obviously going back to school at like 29, you have like a totally different objective, like you can just look at it objectively. Yeah. And I remember when I was younger at school, me and other people would get told off for doodling. And actually, when I'm at uni now, I doodle when I'm listening. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like little things like that. That could be so damaging for a kid being yeah. told off like for doodling because it looks like they're not listening. When actually, for me, it's a way yeah. of listening. Or like, I remember I had um, one, re- we called it in Scotland, you do RE, so religious education. Yeah, RE. Yeah, yeah and um, I remember my RE class being told off so much because he would want everyone to just be sat still and listening. So you might have your pencil case and your book like on your table and I just be really sat there fiddling, fiddling with my pen. Yeah. And he would tell like always tell everyone off for fidgeting. And um but it didn't mean that I wasn't listening. Yeah. And it's the same, like I love to listen to a podcast and do like the dishes. Yeah, same. Or it's like do my housework. favourite pastime. <laughs> no. Don't you get annoyed <laughs> though when you're too. doing the washing up and like you can't hear the podcast because yeah. it's like the splashing and the tap. It's like yeah. the most annoying if thing much is going on yeah you can't so one actually 
that segues nicely into the podcast that I first heard that concept of like thinking about if you feel stuff in your mind or in your in your body yeah. and quite a good good way to think about it they said in this this was the happier uh, podcast with Gretchen Rubin that I love and um, she, they said a good analogy is like if you've had a bit of bad news where do you feel it and I felt I thought back to like the last bit of bad news I'd had and I remember like being on the phone and like literally my stomach flipped yeah, and so I felt yeah felt it right in my stomach and like almost like butterflies yeah whereas other people that maybe feel it more in their head it's more like thoughts yeah he- yeah. yeah that like thoughts racing like yeah. going from one way to the other whereas I find that I just didn't really think that much I was just more feeling it in my Physical, body yeah, yeah. And- I think with yoga as well um what we were saying how some people might be recommended yoga for anxiety and like mm. the sort of mindfulness aspect and then they might be a bit annoyed when they turn up and they realize that physically it's quite challenging yeah but then vice versa people that go for it for like a fitness thing are then a bit turned off or a bit challenged by the fact that it's not just physical it's mental as well yeah so I think it's important for people to know that like if you're a physical person you're not going to get away with just doing exercise yeah which I think a lot of people get turned off by yoga because they they think it is exercise mm-hmm. and then also for the people that think that they're just going to be sitting there like meditating there is like a bit of physical movement mm-hmm. that's involved and I as think, well like what which is yeah. challenging <laughs> yeah can be very challenging and like what I think is good about yoga is that like it has the potential to challenge those two different personality types yeah because I always think I always kind of believe in doing doing something that's kind of like the opposite of you so oh my gosh yeah that's why I'm always on this quest to be like (laughs) physically stronger because I'm yeah muscular like muscly I'm not muscly like at all I'm flexible but not muscly yeah so it's always like trying to do something that you find hard yeah but I think that's why a lot of people don't do yoga don't go to exercise don't they don't want to do things that they find hard yeah whereas i'm like i beat myself up if i can't do something that i find hard kind of thing it's weird isn't it you want to chat yeah you're like you enjoy like giving yourself that challenge yeah yeah because i know like as a kid like i know my true nature i would rather just do nothing all the time (laughs) and like i may like maybe come across as like sociable but like deep down i'm just very like lazy like sleepy person yeah and um and so like I'm I always like need time to recharge and that's why I really love vinyasa yoga because because vinyasa is such a strong style and you will sweat when you do it and you will like build heat in your body I feel like it gives me more energy yeah and it's like literally the opposite of my true like the way I truly am like when I was a kid I was would like I kind of feel like that too and I also I a hundred percent like I like things that get me hot and sweaty, mm. and those tend to be like more cardio based things, which yeah. totally fits in with my body type and why naturally I'm I tend to be I find cardio things a lot easier. Okay, whereas like yeah. strength stuff I don't because my body's not built for it. But really, what I should aim for is like the strength stuff. Yeah, um, <laughs> body types and like ah, body yeah. um, like symptoms. So like I. And I see this a lot when I massage women. I feel like I was saying yesterday at work when we did a training, like I much prefer to massage women. Okay. Just because I, I guess because I am a woman, I just recognise where women hold tension more, their bodies, that kind mm. of thing. And what I find really interesting is um, 
I really crave hot, sweaty mm. exercise. And in my legs, I get lots of cellulite and I get quite puffy. And if you look into like Ayurvedic medicine and Chinese mm. medicine, um, they can like prescribe different types of ec- exercise for different types of body types. Yeah. And for people that tend to get like puffy cellulite type of like sluggish circulation, that obviously like high cardio, mm. that kind of stuff is really recommended. Because it's like, I know a little bit about Ayurveda, but also if you link that back to yoga, like always you're trying to find balance, like the cliche. And like, say one example actually is a good, like you get half a yoga style and I can't remember which way around it is, but one means sun and one means moon. And then quite often like your yin yang. So yin Mm. is moon, cool energy, your yang, hot sun energy. Um, Sometimes associated as male and female although I don't yeah. really like that as a concept yeah but it's like the that idea of like balancing yourself out so yeah. it's like you can kind of link that back to like am I more of a mind focused person am I more in my body can I do something that will make me more like focus on like slowing down my breath being yeah. more physical being more in touch with that part of the body and can that help the perhaps the racing thoughts I'm yeah, having. Yeah. Um which is like quite interesting. It's so interesting. Yeah. Like especially when you can see it manifest in somebody's yeah. physical body. Like obviously most people have cellulite. Yeah. And yeah. like one of oh I don't want to say it because I feel like I'm gonna get judged for this, but one of the issues I have with like the body positivity movement and with cellulite <laughs> is I have a lot of cellulite but when I exercise and when I'm healthier it reduces so yeah. for me it's like a direct it's reflection of health mm-hmm. and I think I I do think we need to see more stretch marks more cellulite but to say that it's like completely normal in the sense that everyone should have it or has it because that's just how it is mm-hmm. I don't quite agree with that because I do think like sometimes it's a reflection of what's going on in your body yeah, I'm not yeah. saying that everybody that has cellulite is totally unhealthy and yeah. blah 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 but um yeah for personally for, you, for me yeah. I find like it is a, a reflection of health it's like how you're feeling in that yeah, yeah in that moment yeah and you can see it in in different uh, it manifests in different ways as well for some people like what we were saying with like the hunched oh, shoulders yeah. like yeah. yes that could be down to like sitting at a desk but also in terms of like especially in Chinese medicine like the hunched uh, shoulders means like you're small hearted in terms of like really which I if you think yeah. of yoga like opening as your well. chest and opening your heart it might mean that you're a bit insecure or not confident yeah. and you're like shrinking yeah because we do you'll do you might hear a lot in yoga I'm sure people have heard that the chest opener the heart opener yeah and it's about having more compassion more openness to new opportunities yeah so it's interesting like that's I didn't know that about in Chinese medicine yeah. that it's linked to that but it's also about like the breath as well as being able to breathe easier being yeah. more at ease more compassionate and if you think yeah. if you're breathing better your heart's going to be stronger yeah physically as yeah. well as like the emotional part of your heart if that yeah. makes sense yeah it's funny yeah like how interesting it is how like phys- the physical body can be a reflection of how you're feeling in your mind and I think this is yeah it's so (laughs) obvious and I think this is something that like over the years of massaging people as well people aren't 
aware of that and so and i'm so used to being like oh uh yeah your hips are tight like are you stressed out a lot or whatever because i know that that's a direct link and people yeah. go oh do you think but yeah. it's like oh that's an interesting concept and it's yeah. like no it's true like your yeah. muscles and your emotions like on a cellular level like are all related and stress and emotions affect your physical body um and it's just being aware of that I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's why like I love teaching so you have restorative yoga is completely opposite end of a scale to vinyasa yoga so vinyasa is more like yeah heat building strength exerting energy yeah and restorative as the name says is far more well is completely passive and the style I teach is comp- like your body is supported at every point Mm. so you don't need to hold your body at all and the idea is that by having a fully supported body then any tension that you're holding on to so I know that if I feel stressed I hold tension in my shoulder or specifically my right shoulder which I think also is like being right-handed as well oh my gosh like right-handed people yeah more so than left-handed people because ah. left-handed people tend to use both hands more. More ambidextrous. Oh my yeah. god, right-handed people like most people I can look at, and I'm like, yep, it's your right shoulder and your left yeah. hip because you twist to the right. Like honestly, yeah. like six out of ten people have the same yeah. problem. Exactly. Like it's yeah, I just hold it there, and um, I did my restorative yoga training last November, and we had an amazing experience on the training where obviously as part of it we had a two-hour session led by the teacher and it was this huge room and it was also it was at a center so that it wasn't just the students there were I think it was like 40 of us in the course and then it was also a public class as well so people that were staying in the center so I think maybe like 60 people it was massive and they had the main teacher and then they had several assistants and she did it for two hours so we started off with a really gentle I don't want to say warm up because it's more like just gentle stretches to stretch mm. out the body, but also kind of to get you in the zone mentally. Yeah. And then she had us in, you know, maybe three or four restorative poses. It wasn't many. We were an- Over two hours? Yeah. Wow. But the strange thing was you didn't feel, you weren't like, oh God, like bored. hurry up. I'm yeah. so bored. You just like, I, I think just the way that she uses her, um, her voice, the words that she says got you into such a meditative place and the poses that she used to get you there kind of put you so much in the zone of relaxation and um it was funny because there was another guy who thought that the main teacher this woman called Gillian Pransky was beside them and I thought that she was yes, beside she told yeah. me this like she was I throwing thought... her voice <laughs> yeah, it was so just weird. weird it was so weird that was the weird thing so I thought she was beside me and I was in like a twist over a bolster and it, it was either her the ghost of her yeah or one of her like um assistants that put their hand on my like rib cage and then on the sort of upper part of my rib cage and then onto my shoulder blade and she all she said was like breathe into the lower back breathe into the rib cage and breathe into the upper back and so I did that and she was like pressing against it to give like resistance Mm. and it was the final breath and then I just like my whole shoulder just let go 
and I stopped having any pain and at that point I was I had a lot of tension in my shoulder it was like a particularly like um just bad time in terms of the pain and um yeah as soon as she did that it was completely gone and there was no massage there was like that was the only physical contact that there was but it was using a completely supported environment so that I could just my muscles relax. Would, would relax yeah yeah and I think that's what we should go on to talk about yeah. now quickly is just yeah there's all these perceptions and assumptions but and if you're somebody that hasn't done yoga and you get fed up with people like talking about it there is a reason that people that do yoga want to share it is because it works it's yeah so good I remember it's so funny that you had that experience because the first Bikram class I had I was working in the salon and I remember I'd been doing it was summer and I'd been doing loads of pedicures and I was getting carpal tunnel in my wrist and in my elbow as well actually mm. just to the point where it was stinging without having to do anything just like pulsing and um did the class and I think we did something where all of our body weight was on our elbows and wrists mm-hmm. it was something underneath I can't remember what it was like a boat pose or something like that and um I remember doing the pose I was like my fucking arms are gonna snap off it was so painful and then at the end of the class all of the pain in my elbows and wrists were gone and I went over to the teacher and I was like what was that about and she was like well that particular pose it pushes all of like the oxygenated blood into your joints so you're feeding your joints and that's what heals the body that's amazing oh my god that's amazing but i think for people that get like achy shoulders and neck which i see like if i had a pound for everybody that told me i get most of the tension in my shoulders and neck i would honestly be a millionaire (laughs) because that's what everybody says and I always say, have you tried yoga? Because for shoulder and neck tension, it is amazing. So and I think nine times out of ten, you can go into a yoga class and you will feel better afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I think also, if you're somebody that's really, really, really tense and tight, you might feel quite ill mm-hmm. afterwards. It's like having a massage. like mm-hmm. call it a healing crisis when you're so full of tension that yeah. it, re- it can really release stuff. So don't be put off if you feel a bit crappy or like achy yeah the day after yeah. it's just your body clearing out all that and if you're crap. not used to moving it in that way yeah it's gonna feel different but also i think like don't underestimate the power of a restorative yoga class as yeah. well because you don't need to feel like you've done done something done something yeah. And maybe if you're someone that is more in your mind, it might work quite well Like to go to something that really focuses you on your breath, focuses on you feeling in your body in a very slow and considered way. Yeah. And, you know, I know that we wanted to talk about how like the physical manifestations of that, it can have such a profound effect on your nervous system to make Mm. you relax. And yeah so it's I think it can be really powerful in terms of restorative as well as a more vigorous yeah. practice as well but I don't know like for if you had an impression of this but I kind of do remember the turning point when I did yoga that went from the physical to the mental mm. and where I had a real shift and that was when I went to um I knew that I really liked yoga. I did it like maybe once a week or whatever Mm. when I was in Edinburgh. And then I went traveling and I stayed on this yoga retreat and did a work exchange in the south of Spain. Mm. And it's called the Surya Leela Retreat Center. And it's pretty like big as a center right now. They've got a huge domed um, yoga 
like building basically mm. and it looks amazing but when I went it just started so it's really small so we, it was almost like living in a community and then there was random guests sometimes yeah <laughs> and we would do as the volunteers we would do yoga every day that was part of the deal because we didn't get paid but we helped out in the center mm. and um that was when like it really like made a difference because I always felt like I needed to be doing something I always felt like I needed to be productive and like time was being wasted time was ticking away and when I did when I went to that center and did yoga every day in the morning and we I think it was like from seven or half past seven for like sometimes for like two hours mm. if the teacher really because it was just like volunteers and the teachers so yeah. the teacher might just get carried away for how long? and then you're like oh my god it's two hours later yeah. <laughs> but like it made me feel like probably that goes back to the management of the mind but it also made me feel so at ease with being present yeah that was the turning point and for you me. get over that like irritated impatient yes. feeling and I yeah. think if you're somebody that maybe you turn up to like the wrong yoga class and you're like oh for fuck's sake I thought I was gonna mm. get a workout of this if you're having those thoughts then maybe that class isn't for you it, or maybe yeah. that class is exactly like oh. what you need because you don't want to be in the moment like if you're yeah. just using a yoga class as like a checklist to another workout yeah and you're irritated at the fact that you haven't gotten what you wanted out of it maybe you should question why you're having those thoughts in the same place are you yeah. too busy are you not enjoying are you unhappy like are you not enjoying your job are you trying to do too much because mm-hmm. It is, again, that productive thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's like, actually, if you can just take an hour out where you're just on your own and being present, that is productive. Yeah. And not really asking too much of yourself. Yeah. You're just going and like doing it for yourself, but not expecting too much. Then it's yeah. like, that's a really good feeling to have. And yeah, that was... So if I started in 2008 or nine, that was like four... almost five years after I first did yoga so it took a while yeah for me to like go move from the physical purely just physical to the I knew it made me feel feel good but I didn't really know why yeah I think (laughs) for me I like within that first ever yoga class I had I realized quite quickly like shit this is not just about the physical Mm. but I remember a few for me like the mental thing came in when I had to kind of breathe into some really uncomfortable spots particularly the hips Ah. and like I could I could choose to like hold my breath and not go there or I could like release the breath and like feel the like tightness in the hips or in your glutes or in your legs or hamstrings and that for me was like the mental challenge was like going into it like yeah and it sounds so yoga like you've got to go into the pain and all this kind of thing but you really do and that's when you yeah. feel like mentally you've overcome something mm-hmm. it's really nice mm-hmm. but that's just I want, really want to read out what Ooh, yeah. my friend um sent me because I thought actually two friends have sent me things which I was just like oh this is so good so first one and this I wanted to read out because I feel like a lot of people can relate to this in terms of some people might have a negative view I know a lot of people have a negative view of people that do yoga Mm. and yoga itself. So she said, um, I saw your yoga post and so interesting because I have been thinking about it a lot. My last job, I was so, so, so busy. I can't even explain it. Just all day, all night, all weekend, never switched off. And my friend kept telling me to go to yoga and I was like, ugh, it's a cult, go away. 
my school in Glastonbury was pretty hippie and they taught yoga to kids who didn't want to do a PGCSE. So I had practiced yoga before. Then I quit my job in December and since then slowly built up a practice. And now I practice nearly every morning before coffee and breakfast, waking up early for work just so I can do it. I go to classes uh, when I can, just went to Ashtanga and I am quite culty so I do like Kundalini long. I think that's a bit of a yoga inside joke. <laughs> yoga along with meditation and running has completely balanced me out. I used to be so heady, panicking about little things. Now I listen to my my emotions, I work out what they mean and then I react if I need to. Or I just let things go. Sorry, this is such a long message, but I had such a negative view of yoga and maybe I was just jealous. Now I am practicing. I find it easier to meditate. I've noticed how much better my posture is and you used to give me massages. You might remember my weird back thing. I do. She had a really tense, like her back was just really tense. Um, actually, I think a yoga class does more for my body than a massage. I was thinking just this just this morning how my body is so alien to me. I am only just learning about my sex organs and what they are made of, how my period works, what it is doing. Practicing yoga is a gateway to meeting your body, um, yeah. which I just think is such a great like yeah. tagline. And she said, I prob sound very preachy and culty, but I am the calmest, clearest and happiest I have ever been. But I also don't want to put it all over my Instagram either. It's quite a private thing for me. And then in capital letters to finish off, she put, and my skin is great. So I just thought that was like yeah, so amazing so because nice. I remember when I first met her, she was a student. She was like really into partying, that kind of thing. And she's obviously completely turned it around. And I thought it was quite brave of her to say that she was jealous because jealousy is quite mm. a negative, like is perceived as quite a negative thing people don't want to be seen as jealous especially girls I think and I do think that's like a big part of it like when somebody's doing well at something or they're trying something like yoga or exercise or trying to better themselves in some way however that that might be if you're not there yet and you see somebody doing that the easiest way to not take responsibility for yourself is to like just project it onto that other person and like make it about them or be quite negative about it. Yeah. So for her to like realize that as well is pretty amazing yeah. that it's built that awareness. Yeah. It's su- that's such a nice com- I like th- such a nice comment and I like the it's the gateway to your body. That, for me that is like what it is. And that's what the true essence because if you look at if you go deep into yoga philosophy there's eight limbs to the yogic path and one of them being enlightenment, whatever you may think that is. But one of the paths is physical yoga, so yoga asana. Yeah. And then within that you have certain things like withdrawal of the senses, concentration. You have certain sort of loose like concepts about how to live your life. So like the concept of non-harming. So it's kind of up to like your own interpretation yeah and there's also meditation and so you know it's like yeah we can say oh it's a little bit culty or whatever what people are saying about it but really to the true essence yeah it's a spiritual practice so it sometimes that can be daunting like in our lives nowadays to like be really in touch with something that is a little bit more than the physical surroundings yeah, and more than the thoughts in our heads. Yeah. And you have every right to take... How should I say this? I mean, you have every right to sort of interpret 
the sort of teachings of yoga, but it is a spiritual thing. Yeah. And sometimes that can feel like, oh, I should be cynical about it because I don't really know much about it. But then also it can be quite nice because it creates a bit more meaning to your life. Yeah. And it creates like a sense of, you know, there's a sense of ritual, a sense of time for yourself. And like in its true essence in like, if you go deep into yoga philosophy, it's about finding your true self and being at peace with who you really are yeah and that's quite a nice thing to feel but I also think that's why people might shy away from it initially and like I've had a message from another friend where she said like people kept telling me I'm gonna feel amazing from doing yoga but why and (laughs) nobody explained to her how or why and it's only like in the last couple of weeks that it's finally clicked with her and I think that's another thing to remember as well like it is like I and this is like my spiritual side coming out like I do think like you'll do yoga when you need it in that time of your life and it will come to you at a certain time and you'll get it and if you're not getting it maybe it's not the right time to be doing it and that's totally fine and I feel like it has the potential to be beneficial to anyone really yeah, and I think the more yoga that you do the better the world will be but maybe that's my ultimate like optimistic yeah no I agree point. as well I do agree <laughs> and I do I'd like also want to put it out there like I do get the kind of uh aversion to like the spiritual yeah. thing because and again really quickly before we finish there was like a few people talked about their experiences with yoga and I think Oh, it's a bit tricky saying this, but I think a lot of like men in yoga, especially like um, teachers, have like a bit of a power thing, and there has been like sort of like basically, I and I've experienced this as well. Like men in yoga have a bit of a power thing and might push the boundary between a teacher Mm. student relationship yeah there's issues of that yeah Yeah. that's like quite a big thing which i think we have to acknowledge and also just the typical like yogi hippie dippy space cadet thing (laughs) which like i find really irritating because i've been to yoga places where i've walked into the room and like the atmosphere in the room has been really unwelcoming Mm -hmm. which I feel is so the opposite of what yoga's about and I know a lot of people feel this and there is and I think it's like with anything new age there's a bit of a personality and it's a bit kind of like I am above you because I am so disciplined and I practice this and Mm -hmm. I'm above you that is like how it comes across i think with i'm awake to all these things yeah and i'm so aware of everything and like i'm even aware of my breath and nobody's aware of their breath and this kind of thing and i just think like just ignore it like you can still get good goodness out of yoga but that for me that was like a really big thing for a really long time yeah not feeling welcomed in changing rooms like i remember going to some classes and just I think women can be a bit funny anyway sometimes, but just, like, feeling so unwelcomed and, like, it was a bit of an exclusive club. Yeah. They all had their really, like, fancy, um, sweaty betty leggings and oh, it's that yeah. whole kind of, like, look that a lot of people you like to like be need- part of. But that, you just have to ignore that because whatever you do in life, there's always going to be people yeah. that want to do the kind of branded version of yeah. it. Yeah, you feel like you have to subscribe to a certain number of things. And yeah. I definitely feel I've, like felt like 
not realize that I've actually felt like I need to subscribe to a certain number of things. Yeah. It's only like as you get like I don't want to say say like an age thing but as you get more comfortable with who you are then you can be like no like that's don't not what I subscribe to. Yeah. yeah, I don't need to do that. But it is something that can happen and it can be something that you don't even realize yeah. is happening. And I think the more like spaces that people have that are welcome that have lots of people that are from different ages, sexes, different backgrounds, different shapes and sizes, then yeah. it'll feel more welcoming. Yeah, 100%. But that's just something that as the yoga culture itself needs is kind to do. of like yeah. trying to progress that yeah. as well, isn't it? It's hard. Yeah. But the, but also at the same time like the only way that that can progress is when people start to participate as yes. well. So it's like working from both side isn't it so again it's like just do it just turn up do you have any more of your answers um that I wanted to say yeah I suppose maybe one question because you were like do you have a way to say talk about yoga that's in like a scientific thing okay Okay. so this is for people that are really skeptical yes and for people that want to know exactly how yoga works yeah because I feel like we get told a lot of the time just breathe just go to yoga just breathe just use your breath like what does that mean you know like how do I relax what does some people aren't in their bodies and they don't know and they want to know so for the most cynical person that doesn't believe or want to believe in yoga should we like explain it to them yeah with hard science because that's what (laughs) everybody wants to hear all of the time (laughs) let's explain with hard science you do your version yeah i'll do my version which is more based on massage but it's the same thing and it's also for anyone who's nerdy like me who's interested in in the body yeah and um so in terms of the knowledge that i have in when you do yoga, you create a physical response in the body. So quite often in our lives, we are stressed out. And if you think back to hunter-gatherer days, this is called like the fight or flight response. So do you fight the predator or do you run away? Either way, there's certain physical changes that happen in your body. So you're running. So the muscles in the front of the thighs, the abdomen, they start to tense up so you can run really quickly. You start to breathe quicker, so more shallow breath, so you can pump oxygen around the body. Um, And in terms of... What was, you might actually feel like if you're stressed out, sometimes you feel it in your stomach, your churn, your stomach yeah. starts to churn. Sometimes if you're really stressed, you might even be sick. And that's because your body's focusing on the immediate actions it needs to do to run away or fight with your predator. But it's also moving away from digesting your yeah. food. And so th- that is a very relevant part of our lives. So we get stressed out. If you do yoga, you're you're still going to be stressed sometimes. Yeah. But it's get it's allowing your body to move as quickly as possible when you're in a safe place to rest and digest, which is the relaxation response, which stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. Yeah. And in this point, you can digest your food. Cells will heal, regenerate. So you're sort of working on healing the body you're actually resting the body. Also, it allows your mind to process certain thoughts and it's basically healing from whatever fight or flight you've had. And so if you can 
if you think of that as a physical manifestation, you're breathing fully with the entire torso. So you're breathing with the diaphragm, the chest, the belly, the rib cage, rather than just the upper chest. And your muscles are relaxed, specifically the ones in the front of the body. And that's sort of maybe the physical way that that might manifest. So by doing certain, especially with restorative yoga, by supporting the body or focusing on the breath and allowing the body to breathe fully to its full capacity, you can tell your brain that it's safe. And the interesting thing is the things that we do in our lives nowadays, we sit we sit down a lot, yeah. we're driving, we're cycling, we're quite often hunched over a computer, Something. our phones, even, yeah, just like yeah. always hunched over. That constricts our breathing, it tightens the muscles at the front of the thigh and the abdomen. So basically we're telling our body that we have shallow breath, we have tight muscles, so therefore we are in fight or Triggering flight. Triggering that yeah. like fight or flight. Yeah. yeah, so it's not to downplay any anxiety that you're having about the real stresses in your life, but it's recognising that also your physical body is telling your mind that you're, that you're stressed. stressed. Yeah. And it, as soon as like... Such that, a loop. Yeah, so it's like as soon as you recognise, oh wait, like if you can do anything to help your body out, then that can alleviate that response going on and then it will give you more space to respond to the natural stresses of your life. Yeah. Like, say, you've got to pay your bills or, or you've whatever. been fired. <laughs> yeah, you've been fired. Yes, like those, so you can respond in a more, like, clear manner. So that's how it works from my interpretation yeah. of the science. So yeah. mine is basically the same. Um, but I like to explain it. So when somebody asks me what tension is, mm. I think we all know what it feels like. There's not very many people that don't have tension. You know what it feels like to have crunchy shoulders or to feel hunched or whatever. So if you can imagine when you, if you've ever run a race, like a sprinting race, you run really, really quickly. You don't breathe very much because you're powering your body to move as quickly as possible and you might get a cramp in your leg or you might get a stitch in your stomach and that ooh, <laughs> i feel like that's my friend max on his motorbike probably <laughs> and where's it going it's really loud um and that stitch is where lactic acid is like released into the body because of the lack of oxygen and if you think of like when you finish that sprinting race your body's panting because you're catching your breath and the stitch goes away. What you have to think, and that's like the ideal situation, yeah. the fight or flight situation. But if you think of yourself at a computer desk for eight hours of a day, your shoulders are having like on a lower level, like a muscle stitch. And so you're not doing anything to pant to get that breath back to like ease that stitch. So what happens? It builds up, it builds up. And that's how you end up with like a knotted, crunchy back. Mm. And so that's how... I explain it in that it's like a build-up of tension, like bad posture, hunched over, lack of oxygen to the muscles. That's how you yeah. have to think of it, I think. So interesting. And that's I, how yeah. it works with yeah. the breath. Yeah. And if I you can have like a ease, easeful breath, a full breath, a relaxed belly or a relaxed diaphragm, and then also feeling grounded. Yeah. That's a good cue. Like if you ever want to feel relaxed, like where are you touching the ground? Where are you supported? And then breathing with a full, easy breath. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what is so great about yoga is 
you learn how to recognize tight breath yeah and so yeah. when you're going about your daily but even when I'm massaging somebody which is physical and you're moving so I'm not hunched over a desk but I still hold my breath it's, it's really common when you're concentrating as well you're because you're aware of your breath you are aware that you're holding it which means you can then breathe properly and relax it and so that's what I think is the most useful thing about yeah. yoga is the yoga that you do outside of the class yes and that's oh, yeah. why it's so useful I think yeah yeah how that translates beyond an hour spent. on the class yeah it's so much more than that yeah isn't it? yeah yeah so now that we've like <laughs> pimped out yoga we've talked about all these perceptions of like yoga people are so annoying and all we've done is like gush about yoga and how good it is and like how gross I we even are. said that I think it would make a, a, the world a better, better place, place. <laughs> that's fine we'll edit that out if you want <laughs> I'm joking so um where can we find you teaching yeah so you can find me in Bristol teaching at several yoga studios so I teach at Trika Yoga Yoga Fury but not in the hot studio in the room temperature mm-hmm space 238 and yoga on the square and then if you're not based in bristol you can find me on youtube so it's yoga with ilsa and ilsa is spelled a-i-l-s-a so you'll find me if you just type in that and i have several videos the videos are really good and i think i personally think like if you've never done yoga before just go to a class, get into like a routine of the classes and then the videos are a lot easier yes. to do at home as well Agreed. and they're like a good top up. But also yeah. if you don't feel comfortable going to the class, do the video at home. Yeah. That's what I tell clients that especially like young mums or like mums that are at home and they can't really get out and do classes, like do the video because like five minutes of yoga is better than yeah. no yoga. Yeah, and it can kind of, yeah, as you say, work both ways because you can kind of feel like you know what to expect in a class so like downward facing dog or whatever you know like those kind of typical things that you'll be doing which is quite good about the videos yeah yeah Yeah. and then you can find me on instagram as well as my full name so it's ilsa burns so a-i-l-s-a and then burns burns as in mr burns yes mr burns cool oh well i could carry on talking this always happens with podcasts I'm like let's carry on talking but yeah I hope that's kind of like broken down some assumptions for people maybe encourage them to like take part in a class or like even just maybe not judge people that do yoga as much maybe be a bit more open to it because it is a great thing and ultimately it's like to make you feel better isn't it which nothing wrong in that for sure thank you so much thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy bye bye